Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. Strangers in the night, exchanging glances, wandering in the night. What were the chances we'd be sharing love? I'm sorry, I'm actually meeting somebody here. Aren't you Mark? Yes. I'm Carol. What? We linked up on the Tinder, you know, you checked me out, I checked you out. I'm sorry, I think there's been a bit of a mix-up, some sort of technological glitch in the system. Not for me. Right, but I'm meeting somebody else. You see? Yeah, that's right. What? This is, this is not you. Of course it is. In what year? Well, I, I, don't, I can't remember what year that was. Of course not. Look, I don't mean to be rude, but I was expecting you to look... A little taller. I know. <laughs> a lot of people say that. I think the camera kind of elongates my legs. Right. Yeah, that, but also, you know, blonder. So here we are today, back in New York City. We are back at the Beacon. We are back at the Beacon, and we are so excited. With us today is Connor Hines, who is the creator, the star of, the writer of, the producer of the YouTube sensation, Local Attraction. And I will, can I just interrupt to say that I have a YouTube account, because mm -hmm. we have some videos up there. You're the only one I ever saved. Oh, really? Yes, I oh. think that's a claim, well, right? And I want you to know, by the way, I've listened to hundreds of YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there is one other. I lied a little bit. Okay. Barry what Manilow. Okay. One I from can Barry see how Manilow. We, would be saved together. we actually have a lot in common. So you there. and one Barry, but I saved a bunch of yours <laughs> and only one Barry. Yes, yeah. exactly. You now realize you're going to have to do an episode with Barry Manilow <laughs> yes. where he swiped in the wrong God, direction. We should, Brilliant. We should say to our listeners okay, um, the web series is about. It is about Tinder. It is two people meeting for a Tinder, their first Tinder date, and I always play. Which is a dating app. Tinder is a dating, dating app. app. Yes. yes, exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Tinder, you swipe to the right mm -hmm. if you are interested in the person, yes. and to the left if you're not. And yes, they get exactly. something like 750 million swipes a day. Yes. Well, worldwide. but what, what from what I've heard is people they just made a change in the app because you get into the mode of swiping one direction, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden one comes and you swipe it away, yes. and you couldn't get it back. Yes. And which you'd agree yes, to, exactly. Yes, so it's exactly. a fun yeah, it's a fun app that everybody's yes. talking about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I've never actually used Tinder. I, I that's my that is my question. Is it <laughs> were these based it. on your personal experiences? No. This you was made just them all my up. imagination. Uh -huh. yes. Well, one of our last podcasts was on the show Younger and mm -hmm. Hillary Duff apparently is now on Tinder. I saw that, but then I saw like it might Probably be she because saw she was gearing YouTube. up for like a reality show about oh, dating. Yeah, so I, that's what like I read also. She, yeah. she was on Method Tinder. Oh, yeah. Wait, so <laughs> wait, so why would you write that without any? Ex have do you have experience in other dating apps? No, I wanted to write something, and I and Tinder was sort of becoming this phenomenon, uh -huh. and I thought it was just such a great simple formula for someone who was sort of dipping his toe into the writing water, which was just two people at a table. And I also thought, wow, if I could do more than one episode, like what a gift for an actor that I'll just get to one, create my own character, but play a different person right. every time and, you know, hopefully show your range. But did friends tell you stories? Come on, yes. you had to get, you know, yes. I was going to say these did not come from somebody um, who's had zero based experience. No, some of, uh -huh. there are some of the dates that were inspired by uh, multiple friends experiences and just piecing them together. Um, I did, you know, one episode where I played, um, Henry, who is a kindergarten teacher 
and he asks his date if she, he says, I know it's early, but do you have any interest in coming to my summer camp reunion? And <laughs> somebody told line. me that story. And just that one little story built an entire episode. I was like, that is amazing <laughs> and brilliant. And I'm going to leave now and go write an episode <laughs> about this person who would invite someone to their summer camp reunion. Yeah. I mean, everything about it is absolutely glorious. Well, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so many comments on your YouTube channel about people saying this feels very yes, real. You but know? I don't read any of the comments. Why is that? I, I just don't think any good comes from reading the commentary section on the internet. I believe that the internet can be a pretty dark place and people, you know, use their anonymity to harass people. And I had a great experience and I don't want to tarnish it with, you know, someone telling well me that said, they didn't yeah. think this was funny or I look like a troll or what have you. I was like, I don't need, I don't need that. I know what I did. I'm proud of what I did. And, and that's that. And why did you do it? I was so, I had been in acting school for two years and then you graduate and then you go through a very large dry spell of not working after, you know, doing Shakespeare every day. And then all of a sudden you go 60 to zero and you're not doing anything. And I was auditioning for student films that I didn't even want to do, but I just needed footage for my reel yeah. because yeah. I needed an agent. And I remember sitting in my apartment and I was reading you know, the script of a student film. And I was like, this is terrible. And I was like, well, what position? You want to tell us which I, film it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, what position am I to criticize someone who's at least trying to put something out there? Mm -hmm. You know, here I am judging them doing nothing in my apartment. And I said, okay, well, if you, you can't just sit here and wait. You don't have an agent. I was so determined to work. And something about writing just feels like you're participating in, in the creative process, even, even if it's, you know, inside your apartment. And I love that, that I felt like I was progressing and moving and doing something. Did you have an interest in directing before? No. Interesting. So, no. you, I mean, by the way, was, really well cast. Thank you. Unbelievably. Well cast. And did you just go up to somebody in the street and say, hey, you, are no, you an actor? No, I had a casting session. Okay. Oh, yes. oh so gosh. I okay. something on uh, Actors Access, which is sort really of Really good, though, yeah. Which is what um, all... It's basically what unrepresented actors use to uh -huh. find work. And I had a casting call for that first episode, and I think I got like three. Wait, which which is the first? Trent, I don't really. Know. Trent and Maeve. Okay. The okay. Financier. Yeah. Yep. That's hilarious. Who, by the way, I know O2L. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Everybody in New York knows a Trent. Trent. Yeah. Hi, I'm Hi. Dave. How are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Sorry, I'm late. That's all right. You know, I feel like I'm still out of breath from running for the F train, which is embarrassing. What is that? What is that? The F train. What is that? Where does <clears throat> where does that go? Or where does it um, come from? It's a subway line, so it covers a lot right. of ground. Yeah. Um, but I take it to get to and from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why are you going to and from Brooklyn? I live there. You live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Huh. That's so funny that that timber would have you is on my radius. No, no, Brooklyn's in your radius. It's it's pretty close, actually. Honestly, I just assumed that they had a separate timber for each borough. Surprise. <laughs> No, sorry, all one big pot. You know, Anne Hathaway lives in Brooklyn. And uh, she's over in Dumbo, which is supposed to be very chic. Oh. Is that where you are? Are you in Dumbo? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not in Dumbo. I'm in Greenpoint. Greenpoint, yeah. okay. I don't know what that is. No, but what I want to say is I don't think anybody could see that and not and not touch it in some way. Even if they're not in banking, mm -hmm. there are men, right. you know, there yes. are people who sit with you and judge you. In yes, that. absolutely, yeah. and feel superior and 
are demeaning towards what you do. Which is why I have tattooed to my arm Eleanor Roosevelt's quote. <laughs> do you? Yes, which that is, is no, hardcore. Which is no one can make you feel anything about yourself you don't want to feel. I like that. She was unfortunate looking and people said that to her all the yes. time. So she said she didn't have to feel ugly if she yeah. didn't. Yes. So, I like that. Yeah, I do too. And I think you should have those at yes, the end of that's these. That's why I don't read the commentary <laughs> sections or the videos. Okay, so t were you confident when you were casting? Like, how'd you feel when you were doing some of these things that really were about getting it done rather I than felt, your passion of? I felt like I was in way over my head. Like, what am I really? doing having well, a casting session? Like, I'm trying to write an episode of a So you Tinder acted date. during your casting. Yes. And, um, <laughs> but it, I have to tell you, it was sort of empowering to be on the other side of the table yeah. and experience the audition process um, from the other side um, and then it's also amazing because you put out a breakdown which is what you're looking for for the uh, female character and then everyone just completely ignores it and submits their picture anyways. <laughs> a little like so Tinder. I, like Glenn Close. They you know, what, you exactly. know, maybe you're just missing right. the point. Yeah, exactly. You know, I had a, a bunch of really great actresses come in and Katie Corwin, who played Maeve in the first episode, was just unbelievably good. World. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she is a godsend! I can do this now that I found her." And she was perfect for the part. But there were other actresses that came in that were also great that I just used in the future episodes and didn't use for uh -huh. that for that first one. And I also used actresses from my from my school. Yeah, so, and Glenn Close. What was the pressure like knowing you were writing a part for Glenn Close? Um, it was. Um, immeasurable it was just I because she I'm friends with her daughter we went to college together and so she had seen the first maybe three episodes the one who rides Local horses Attraction. that daughter uh she Annie did used yes, to ride horses yes mm -hmm. um and wasn't Glenn Close pregnant with her when she went to one of the Oscar ceremonies I don't know okay, we I'm gonna have to check this takes yep. during, <laughs> during the shoot but um I meant to ask Conference her about her, her pregnancy okay, experience um <laughs> But, uh, no, so, you know, and I have obviously known her for a couple of years as my friend's mom, and she's absolutely lovely, and she had seen the first couple of episodes, and she emailed me, and she said, you know, I think these are funny. If you write one for me, and I think it's funny, wow, then good I for will her. do one. Yeah. Now, I have a couple questions from people who I've sent it to who are mm -hmm. in your line of work, and yes. one of them was... So you put them up, and then what did you do? Because people put stuff up all the time, yeah. and it look yours took off because it's so excellent. But some people had to see it to make it excellent. Mm -hmm. So did you do anything specific around that? I did not. Huh? Interesting. I, um, That's how good it is. I you know I posted it on Facebook, and um, you do know, a lot have, of friends. Uh, yeah, I have a pretty wide network, but you know I have three sisters. I have a lot of cousins, and I think Trent was just sort of really tapped into the zeitgeist in ways that I never could have possibly expected. And I think if the if the web series had started with any other character, it certainly would not have taken off. I mean, Trent put me on the map. Interesting. If you just look at the numbers, I mean, he is the most popular of the web series. But, um, yeah, it started circulating around... Um, you know, financial institutions. Wow. You know, my dad had a meeting with a client and the client brought it up because he thought that I looked, he thought that he looked like the guy from the episode. <laughs> Little did he yeah, know. Exactly. The he DNA like, detector. Trent's dad? My dad was like, excuse me? <laughs> Trent's dad. <laughs> um, so that is, it was really just sort of the stars kind of aligning in that sense. So how did your dad feel about it? He was, I mean, he was thrilled. My parents were just so happy to have something that they could watch <laughs> having, you know, been to acting school and, you know, they had come, I had done one sort of off, off, off Broadway play 
Um, and I think they were just really happy that they had something to send their parents and their brothers and sisters to be like, look at our son. He's on YouTube. I think I got 12 hits and my mom was like, you're famous. Well, you know, it's so funny because you were trying, you're trying to be an actor and yes. here you are, you wrote this, directed it, yeah. casted everything. And it really has taken off. And I really think it's one of the best things I've seen on YouTube. And again, I spent a lot of time yeah, there. That is so, so nice. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. But okay. So now <clears throat> you want to be an actor. And now the opportunity that came out of this was... Writing. Yes. yes. Now, how do you feel about... I mean, is that good? For, are you... Acting still is my priority. It is. Okay. And I'm... So are you going to be writing characters now for, for a pilot that... Um, yes. Can you talk about that a little bit or do um, you want to leave that aside? Yeah, no. Me? We can talk about it. It just... It hasn't... Like, the uh -huh. deal hasn't officially closed. There's some details to work out. Um, but um, it, I will be developing a show with ABC... Um, and I'm attached to act in it as well. That's fantastic. Okay, Congratulations. That, yeah, that's that's huge. So you're going to get to do what you want to do, not yes. just what... I made it very doing. clear to, you know, the team that represents uh -huh. me that, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be sidetracked. I don't want to be put into a writer's room. Good for you because yeah. it's not always easy at, when the first major opportunity comes to also hold on to your sense of self and yeah. what you want. So I, good for you. And did ABC that. Studios see the series and reach out to you? Is that um, So once I signed with a manager and, and an agent um, for talent and literary, they sort of sent me out to L.A. to do a meet and greet essentially with the industry mm -hmm. and they set up some development meetings and I, um, so I met with different studios, um, and I got offers from two of them to, to develop a pilot with them and then take it to the networks. Um, and I'll never forget when my manager told me, you know, ABC studios wants to offer you a development deal. I mean, I just, cause I thought it was, I went there, it was a, nice to meet you. I hope I didn't waste your time. I'm really sorry. I know you're really busy. We probably shouldn't have met in the first place. And then I get on a plane back to New York, and then, you know, my manager says, you have this development deal. And I remember I just was like, I need to excuse myself. And I just went, like, screaming through the streets of Chinatown. I was like, someone may call the police. Someone may think something's wrong with me, but I cannot contain my joy. And I was just screaming. And I have three sisters, and, I've, and I have my two parents, and... You just want to share the news with everybody. So I'm screaming and then I'm dialing and I'm like, I'm, you can't even understand a word that I'm saying. Um, and I just remember being like, I can't believe that this is happening. And then, you know, I went out to L.A. Um, a couple weeks ago and pitched the show to the networks and fortunately was able to get some interest. Um, and so much of, I feel like the meeting is just speaking with conviction and believing in yourself and conveying that this is a project that you really feel passionate about. And if you can convey that successfully, then I think it really works in your favor. I think it helps that I am also a performer for the mm -hmm. meetings because a lot of people go in and they're just writers. So they don't either like public speaking or they don't enjoy, uh, enjoy you know, just having the room. Um, so true. Obviously, I was tremendously nervous to go before these executives because, you know, they're powerful people and I'm from YouTube. But um, <laughs> but I didn't really mind just going in there. It's harder to be a powerful story. person on YouTube than it is to be. <laughs> yes. And in all seriousness, you know how many YouTubes that are, you right. know, uploads there are. Yes. It's harder to make a play yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but no, and I uh, I felt that certainly mm -hmm. worked in my favor for 
getting some bites on the project. Let me ask you this too about when you were filming your web series, mm-hmm. um, because to me this is the analogy would be um, a player coach in the NBA mm-hmm. that you were starring in it and directing at the same time. Yes. So how do you bring those two things under one umbrella? Um, well, fortunately, the setup is pretty basic in terms of when you're the directing tech, like from a technical standpoint, was very basic. I really enjoyed working with the actresses on, you know, making certain adjustments in the script and things that I kind of wanted for them in terms of because I write very, very specifically in terms of like I, if I write a piece of dialogue, I have a very specific idea of how it should be said. You know, I always describe comedy to me as very musical and that it's so much about how it sounds and not entirely just about the meaning behind what you're saying and that you can take two sentences that mean exactly the same thing and flip out one word for another and I feel like the level of humor changes can change pretty dramatically so that's why you know when I write a specific word um it's important to me it's like a song and all of a sudden if you you know, try to switch a word out because you don't think it matters, then it loses its rhythm. I'm sure you've heard the story about JFK's famous speech where he says, ask not what... Right. Yeah, and the secretary had changed it to don't ask. Uh-huh. And then the speechwriter caught it right yeah. before he went to the lectern. It's you so know. true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like directing in terms of, like, I love working with actors. Um, but from a technical standpoint, you know, the setup was, was pretty basic. So. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because, um, I felt like they were really being naturally themselves. Like I didn't feel yes. like you may, you told them, gave them direction. No. And, I'd like you to move to that. <laughs> no, 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 no. So no. It, what, what a great combination to yeah. say, okay, here are the words, but you know, use your own persona yes. to deliver them. Yes. Absolutely. I felt like that. Yeah. It felt like a Woody, Woody Allen approach yeah. to that. So, and there's certainly something to being an actor and a writer in that, you know, you you understand actors. You mm-hmm. can communicate with actors in a way that they understand and that they still feel comfortable because I know that there are actors who work on sets who feel like the directors or writers can be a little bit abrasive or mm-hmm. um, not particularly accommodating to their style of acting. And um, And when you are an actor, then you sort of have a sense of how to operate in a way that makes everybody feel comfortable. Now, how do they feel about the huge success of being in something that's being seen by this man? I mean, what a great opportunity, because yeah. if you got them from the website you were mm-hmm. describing, one doesn't necessarily think they're going to get a lot of exposure. Right. They just want to do the work. Yeah. So they must be through. I mean, are you in touch with everybody? And is everybody? I'm actually having coffee with one of them uh-huh. after this. Okay. I haven't seen in a while. Um, yeah, I, I try to stay in touch um, just because it was a, a special experience and it was a huge um, kind of turning point in my life. And, um, so I do like to stay in touch. Um, but I think, you know, from what they had told me that they were just excited to be working on something that they were happy to be they working liked. on, yeah. you know, cause obviously when we're actors starting out our access to, you know, not to say that my work is great, but our access to work that we look forward to is limited. And so I think they appreciated being a part of something that, you know, they looked forward to coming in and, and performing. And how long does it take you to write? How long did it take you to write these? Oh, it really depended on the episode. Sometimes I'll just get in a groove and can write 20 pages just like that. Um, and I wrote all of them on my iPhone. Um, on your iPhone? Yes. Which do you t- did you use? Uh, notepad. The notepad. Yeah. Wow. Wait, did you, do you write with, with your thumbs? Yeah, just sit okay. there and go yeah, like this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I found um, 
I found Final Draft, which is what I use uh-huh. now in my writing, just to be like very intimidating. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, on a notepad, it feels like more of a stream of consciousness. You can get it out faster. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. like, you're just taking notes. Don't worry about what the script looks like. Just get out what you want to say. And there was something a little bit oddly freeing. There was definitely a lot more pressure yeah. after Trent, yeah. obviously. Oh, yes, like, are you kidding? Trend oh my gosh, for yeah. Me, and now it feels like these episodes are for everybody else waiting for the next yeah. one. Yeah. And I'll never forget, you know, I didn't want to tell anybody that I uploaded the second episode. I was like, just let them find it. And if they see it, great. And if not, then that's that. Because this isn't Trent, it's really different. He's not as relatable. Like, people are probably going to connect this into the episode. And I remember. You know, my sisters, the three of them are like a little publicity team in and of themselves. And uh, I said, really downplay it. You know, tell people that it's not as funny. And then, you know, it was my mom and, you know, some of my sister's favorite episode. So, but every time I released released an episode, I said, this one is not going to be funny. No one's going to like it. This is where we come to an end. And I'm addressed as a fraud who just got lucky in the last couple episodes. But I would just, you know, have a bit of a breakdown before each each video. Like, this is where it all ends for me, where people find out that I'm I don't have the talent they thought I did. Well, you know, Hollister and I spend a lot of time talking about people who can really write for both genders, mm-hmm. and you do it beautifully. Yeah. Did you run the female dialogue past any of your female friends? Three sisters and a mother. <laughs> yes. Crazy. Yeah. Yes. yes, but if the they are, I know. they are very um, powerful women. Um, you know, I grew up in a house where I've honestly felt that my understanding was that women were superior to men because my sisters were... Wait, are you questioning that now? No, not that I've changed my <laughs> right, opinion. Yeah. But, Be clear um, here. Yes, but, um, you know, they are, like, incredible athletes and really great students, and they went on to Ivy League schools, and the entertaining of the guests and the family became, you know, sort of my niche that I took on because I didn't feel like I could sort of thrive in the way that they did academically. I was, you know, a good athlete, but they were all-American athletes. Wow. Um, And so, yeah, when I write, you know, for the pilot, um, it's an ensemble of four and it's two women and two men. And it's very important to me that the women be portrayed as confident and very bright because that is, you know, my experience. And I, you know, and it's important to me, you know, for their sake that they feel that, you know, I want to represent women the way that I had my own experience growing up. And my mom is an incredible, brilliant absolutely hysterical woman who is the reason why I can write the way that I do 100%. Well, they Um, must be immensely proud. They are very proud. Yes, they're extremely supportive. Has Tinder called and thanked you and given you a car or anything? There was a moment where something was going to be set up between us, just a meeting or a promotional discussion or something like that, but it never came to fruition. Maybe they swiped the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, their mistake, fine. big I'm mistake. Yeah. <laughs> when you film local attraction, is it a one camera shoot or a two camera shoot? One camera. Do it you takes record forever. Wow, okay, so you um but both actors are doing their lines. Yes. And then you turn the camera yes. and record the other person. Yes. And if you saw that trend episode Aesthetically, it's pretty terrible. It's kind of shaky, and the lighting is a little off. I wasn't focused um, on that. It was all dialogue yeah, for me. Yeah, well, some you know. people happen to comment on that. That's when I would see the commentary <laughs> section. Oh, wait. Um, so, wait. You do read the comments? Initially, I, when, the, you know, when I was so excited about it. Yeah. And, um, and I remember somebody wrote something that they didn't like about me or they didn't think it was funny. And then I scrolled down, and I saw that my mother... <laughs> 
of course. Defended you can me. count on your the mother. world's greatest she agent. Was, she had never commented on a YouTube video and thought it was anonymous. And here it says Colleen Hines, and she wrote, you know, something along the lines of, I think he's really funny and handsome and nice. And I made him. I called her, yeah, and I burned him. I called her to be like, you cannot engage with strangers on YouTube for a lot of reasons. Which comes Starting from which West Wing episode? Uh, Lemon Lime. Yes, exactly. We we set up three cameras for the Glenn Close episode. We went all out for that one because I was like, we she walks in, stars. she walks out, she and does that more. that was yes. great feeling. When she walks in and they slowly rack focus, that yeah. was so beautifully yeah. done. Um, she, she did a great job. Yeah. She yeah. was, I mean, she's, obviously, she's going close, so. Right. Um, and working with her was, I was just so nervous, obviously. Um, I was worried about my acting, that once I sat across from her, that I was Did she give of, you any tips? Um... No, I mean, she came in and, you know, we went through the script a few times. Um, She had some questions. We took some things out. We made some adjustments. But, like, fortunately, once the camera started rolling, the nerves sort of went away because you just sort of slip into the character that you're playing. So you don't really feel like Connor Hines on a Tinder date with Glenn Close. (laughs) Uh, You feel like the character of Mark out on a date with the character of Carol. So it sort of helped. Now, when did you first see Fatal Attraction? Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> have you because, seen yeah, Fatal Attraction? Well, it was brilliantly yeah. incorporated yes. into the show. And just yes. the fact that you used her Fatal Attraction photo yes. as the Tinder that photo, I brilliant. I, was like, I know exactly the kind of photo that we want to use. Because mm-hmm. um, I sort of, and I also love that, you know, that the big hair was sort of uh, yes. of the time, you know, so it sort of illustrated that the photo was slightly dated that and she then, had used on our profile. And when you were asking about her previous relationships and she said she'd had a thing with a married man and mm-hmm. it didn't end well and then she orders rabbit. Yeah. Brilliant. And what was the restaurant? I, did, I didn't watch the credits, so I didn't look. The credits are fantastic. Okay. I love your yes. commentary on the restaurant. Um, you know? The oh. restaurant was called Huertas and it was in the Lower East Side. And how'd you pick, what, when did you choose one over another? We had a friend, like a mutual friend, uh-huh. we were looking for a restaurant because we shot um, the five previous episodes in Komodo in um, Soho and um, Colonia Verde in Brooklyn. And those are owned by a friend of mine. So he let us use the restaurants when they were closed. But we wanted to, we had to shoot on a Sunday and there were very few restaurants that would, were available that we also knew the owner that wouldn't charge us. So it happened to work out with a friend of a friend. Can we ask we about budget? Use. So did what did you just do this totally? Well, on we that? raised Kickstarter okay. about close to sixteen thousand. You surpassed your goal. Yes, and quickly. Yes, well, we wanted five thousand, so we definitely. Wow. Yeah, that was very exciting. Um, and I had a, my best friend from college, this um, girl named Melanie Quinn. She produced the episodes in terms of like logistics and renting the equipment. Uh, she was, you know, my partner, and she is incredibly organized and brilliant. And she edited all of them. Oh wow! Fantastic. Okay. Which I didn't realize the importance of an editor until <laughs> oh, I started wow. going in. But she works at a documentary film company, so she would edit from her office. And she knows my sensibilities more than anybody else. She knew we wouldn't, we didn't disagree in six episodes on a single take. Wow. Um, That's you know, pretty amazing, yes, right? No, we yeah. were just so in sync, and it was such a gift. So mm-hmm. I, I could leave, and I, I just felt um, so safe with her. Um, in now, will you take her it. with you as you move forward on all of this? I want to take her uh-huh. with me. Um, you know, she's still working at the documentary film company, 
Um, who knows where, you know, my path will go, but I would love her. I mean, I'm writing a screenplay now and she would be the first person I would send it to, to be like, what can I cut? What is repetitive? What's redundant? What can go? Um, because I trust her judgment. In one of your episodes, the woman, the female character, she works at a documentary filmmaking company. Mm-hmm. And there was a fantastically yes. hilarious line where she's on the tender date with the guy who's totally into yes. club music. Yes. And he wants to throw it down. And yeah. she's talking about going to Syria. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you want me to throw it down in Syria? It, was that based on your friend? Yes. Oh, it was fantastic. Based, well, I, when I was, well, I wanted something that really... Uh, contrasted gentleman who has an incredibly superficial lifestyle. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and I was like, what better than space. a documentary filmmaker who's, you know, trying to highlight real problems in the world when, you know, here's a character that lives with his mom and works at Sephora and just <laughs> wants to sleep with beautiful women. You know what's funny, and this is a huge compliment to you, is I watched the first one first, mm-hmm. okay? The second one I watched was, I can't remember the guy's character, but I can't remember what I had for lunch an hour ago. <laughs> and he was wearing the hat. Sky. Okay. Oh, yes. The actor. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. Exactly. And yes. you know what? I didn't That's my know, favorite. but I didn't know it was you. <laughs> Yeah. Until like ten minutes into, five minutes into, it, and then I'm like, "Oh my God, it's him!" Under that beanie and did you sell her well done? <laughs> Where did you get the wardrobe? Did you already own it? Um, no, I did not own that. I went to um H and M. They were such different people, yes. and I think that's the hardest part yes. when you're doing something like that to do. So I give you yeah. huge kudos Thank you on very that, much. and mm-hmm. it means that you, you know. Well, we talk a lot about actors, and one of the things that bothers me is when an actor plays the same part all the right. time. Yeah. And good for you. You can be Thank a lot you. of different things. Well, yeah. when Trent sort of exploded the way that he did, yeah. and I started you know, getting recognized when yeah. I was out for being oh, Trent. Wow. I recognized oh. you when you came in. Um, yeah, I just, um, <laughs> I just sort of felt like, you know, I, would, I had this, you know, insecurity that people just yeah. thought, Typecast. Yeah, that yeah. I was just playing a version of myself, and I was just determined. Being the banker type that you yes, are. Exactly right. Working, you know, <laughs> and a, a as a manny, as a yeah. Exactly. Actor. Um, <laughs> but I sort of like people tend to think that I look the part. Yeah. Um, and I said I want to take this in the opposite direction for myself, for everyone who's watching, but to you know to say that I can you know I'm not a one trick pony and I can I can do mm-hmm. something else. And Sky sort of gave me an opportunity. Oh my God! He was my favorite character, by the way. I loved him. It was very important to me, and I don't even know if this was that conscious or subconscious, but that you aren't that the characters didn't alienate the viewers Mm -hmm. in terms of like I didn't want. I didn't hate him. I didn't want anybody to be incredibly unlikable. I wanted you. I wanted them to be so. Out to lunch, or ignorant, or naive. Trent, Trent was you, unlikable. That, yes, just so you know. But you, but at the same time, I think you you sympathize slightly because they are so ridiculous. And people. yet he was a product of his world. Yes. you know he's not just a one-off. Yes, you know. But you could tell, you know, the way that he name drops. At least for me, when I wrote him, you know, name dropping the Hamptons and things like that are just his way of sort of feeding his own ego because that's what he thinks other people. That's what he thinks other people value and find important, and that's why he feels the need to incorporate it into the conversation. And that's how I had it in my head that, you know, this is a sad person. He's not a bad guy. He's just a really sad guy. And none of the women fight back. Um, well, I wouldn't say they don't fight well, back. Well, Glenn Close I, fought back. I thought that Maeve absolutely fought back yep. in her own mm-hmm. way. Interesting. She fought back in a way that 
it for was herself. Too, it yeah. was too clever for him to understand. Like she was right. being subtle about it, but yes. she was making fun of him true, throughout the entire excellent, date. Yeah, excellent yeah. point. But she just didn't feel the need. It wasn't worth her energy mm-hmm. to be like, "You're an ass." Which, by the way, was it one would, of the was which when I was talking to another friend about it, she was saying, and that was one of the great lessons: is you don't fight back. Unless you can gain something. Yes. So how smart was something she? Yeah. 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 I think for a lot of people, if they have a bad first date, it's just about getting to the end. There was a very interesting female character who played by a Broadway actress. Yes. Um, yes. And how did you cast her? She, I cast her because I had an audition with uh, at Fox, and I was talking to the casting directors because they had seen Local Attraction. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I don't know how you do it. The casting process can be really, uh-huh. really hard when mm-hmm. you just can't find what you're looking for. And they said, well, what are you writing now? And I said, this is what I have in mind. And they literally gave me her name, and they were like, call this actress because she's what you're looking for. And she was an If Then? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she was obviously Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she was amazing. I love what you said about, um, you know, not typecasting yourself, that yeah. you gave yourself six completely different characters, because I was thinking about that in particular when watching the Glenn Close episode, mm-hmm. because her career trajectory has been so interesting that, you know, early on she was cast in movies like The Natural as mm-hmm. Robert Redford's very wholesome wife in the straw hat. Mm-hmm. And I love the story about how hard she had to fight to get an audition to be in Fatal Attraction. Right, yeah. And, you know, that and was And also a part, how she fought the ending. She, you know, she held her own. Yes, she held her yeah, own. She and, f- held her own. And she said it was such a turning point for her career, that role. Mm-hmm. And then, you you know, you lead up to damages. Mm-hmm. And you think that is so far from the natural. Um, her range of acting, her comedic timing yeah. is just spot on. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I knew when I was writing that character, I mean, she is such a powerful force and it's effortless. Which is sort of is what it at, made, when you were sitting there? Did you yes, feel like it was effortless? She can just yeah. sort of st- sit still, and she just sort of emanates this confidence and this poise and this control, and you see that in a lot of her work. I mean, that's why she's often you know playing these sort of strong characters. There happens to be a great deal of trajectory for me in my firm. So someday you'll be overseeing all the other CPAs. Yes, actually, and it's pretty lucrative. Hmm. Plus, joy is totally overrated. I should have known you'd be older. Your name is Carol. It might as well be Doris or Helen. Well, we didn't have the Twilight characters to name the babies after. If you have a date between an older woman and a younger man, a lot of people's first instinct would be, oh, it's like a cougar who's just like hunting for a young man. And I knew I immediately I love that she turns into to yes, exactly. Script, yeah. her not being By the way, the him. best ending that was the best, the best, yeah. the best. Yeah. The way she walked mm-hmm. out yeah. was like, yes, you know. Yeah. I love yeah. sort of the idea that she was almost like this like mythical figure that just sort of appeared and Which then she disappeared. Is. Yes, yes going close is. <laughs> um, so that's why I knew that I definitely didn't want her to stay. You know, she's got places to be. She's got things to do. She, you know, passed on her wisdom, and she's moving on. And I love the idea that she would, uh, yeah. she would not Shout stay. out to her for sure. Now, yes, thank a, you, Glenn Close. You're amazing. It was a wonderful line when he said, I don't even have a dream. Yeah. You know, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. I spend all day making spreadsheets on Microsoft Excel, and nights for the most part. I'm on a dating app because my social life is inhibited by a job that serves no purpose to the world about that. I mean, you have a aptitude for graphs, variables. But that's the thing I don't. I don't have an aptitude for any of it, and yet I keep doing it. That is some scary complacency. And you know what's even scarier is that I don't even know what I would do if I quit. 
You know, it's not like I sit at my desk sort of fantasizing about this unattainable dream I'm too scared to go after. I don't even have a dream. I'm just dreamless. How sad is that? And does that just mean I'm completely void of passion? Is that what that means? She's pretty mesmerizing. And I find that I wanted to work that in to that this that my character sort of just becomes so um, enamored with, you know, her story and how she's sort of done whatever she's wanted and lived a life um, that was so full. And here was this character that, you know, felt just the opposite. And he was so drawn to by her adventures and her experience. Um, it also I love that, yeah. you know, as he becomes vulnerable, she... It's like, no, 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 this is not why I'm here. But also, it also felt as if um, he was realizing he had much to gain from her. Oh, absolutely. Which to me was such the great gift. It was not just that he was mesmerized with her story, but Mm -hmm. that it was like, oh, my God, I'm totally missing out on what I really, uh, this is much more interesting to me than some girl is going to go out and fat. And his line about, you know, you're so wise, and I don't mean that as a euphemism, and you're so old kind of way. Great line. Um, Yeah, he... um, that was also my first episode that I felt was sort of substantive. You know, everything else oh, was... I thought they were all really um, In terms of, like, it was a little bit emotional in that, like, here is this guy who's just decided to pour his heart out to this one woman who he's met on a first date to say, you know, I'm not where I'm supposed to be and I'm completely lost. And none of the other episodes really ventured that far, sort of into that kind of truth. Um but I, I loved that. That for me as an actor and a writer was so fun. And I loved his physicality. He was so tightly wound. And that was, uh, that was so fun to play. And how about you tell our listeners what the YouTube channel is so they can go? Yeah, it's just it's local attraction. Um, and uh, Not to be confused with Fatal not Attraction. To be, yes, but that's actually oddly enough. When I came up with the name for the web series, it was like inspired by... The idea of fatal attraction. Uh-huh, I was uh-huh. thinking about it. I was literally walking uh, the dog, my employer's dog, and we were in the park, and I was thinking about what I wanted to call this. And I was thinking about, you know, how part of the app is about your proximity to somebody else, but also that, you know, these can so often go terribly wrong. And then fatal attraction popped into my head. Um but it's interesting. And then here Glenn Close comes along and agrees to do one with me. So what movie in the last year came out where you said, God, I want that role? Whiplash. Wow. Wow. Yeah. A great choice. Which love role? that choice. Which role in Whiplash? For Miles Teller yeah. okay. role. I yeah. would have just given anything to be a part of that. Huh. Can you play the drums? No, but I would have learned. Learned. You yes, know? absolutely. I would have tirelessly trained. Um, that would have been a movie I wish I could have done. Excellent. And yeah. now now that you're off to Hollywood, are you relocating to Los Angeles? or um, That is the plan in the near future mm-hmm. to relocate, yes. That's a loss for New York. Uh, yeah. And I love New York. Are you okay York. with that? You, I mean, no, I was going to say, you're a New Yorker. I'm not, no, I, don't I don't see you there. But I just don't like being so – here I am developing a show, and I just don't like feeling disconnected from everybody else that's involved. Um, my agents are in Los Angeles – Um, you know, the network is obviously based there and I just feel, I said, I was never going to move to LA until I had an agent. And then I said, I'm never going to move there (laughs) until I have an agent and I have something in the pipeline. Okay. And then I'm like, but is this really something in the pipeline? I mean, I could develop it, but I could just write it in my computer. But like, eventually you just, I sort of like the idea of just changing up. It scares me, the idea of moving, which in turn makes me want to move. Um, and I don't know a lot of people there. 
So I like the idea of moving there and be like, you just moved 3,000 miles, make it count, get to work. Well, I just moved back. So I'll introduce okay. you to all the people that I yes, left behind. There's only two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Wherever people, you find your, you find your mirror, yes. you know, people marrying yeah. yourself. So you're not going to have any trouble. And yeah. I, what I think for, is so exciting for us is to have had the opportunity to see your work at such an early stage and to That's be so nice. thrilled with where we know it's going to go thank moving you very forward. Much. So no, you know we have to we have to thank you. Thank you. And yeah. you personally might be located in Los Angeles, but we yes. know you're going to be in homes yeah. yes. across the world oh, on gosh, TV I sets so. and right. And I'm if you want to write us in, choose the yes. characters <laughs> that you're writing. Two psychotic of podcasters. Course. Of course. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, what happens to local attraction? Is this the end of the line? It is the end of the line. Oh. Yeah, it served its purposes in ways I never could have possibly fathomed. I mean, I uploaded it, that first video. It was just for footage for my reel. Mm -hmm. Something to show an agent if I ever, ever met one or came across one. And it just so happened that when it took off, you know, then I started getting calls from managers and agents. And then it was just sort of... You and Justin Bieber. Yes, exactly. YouTube, right? His mother did the yeah. same thing, just so maybe somebody one day, you know. And um, But no, I think, um, you know, it changed my life in so many ways. But especially for me personally, sort of discovering this part of myself that enjoys writing and creating characters. And that's something that I did not know about myself until I felt like I was optionless with nothing to do and, you know, took pen to paper and, you know, here I am. If you had told me where Trent would take me, I would have just thought you were mocking me and being cruel to say that, you know, you will... Trent would never have gotten that book. Right, I know. He would have stopped at Brooklyn. Yeah, I know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Trent would have thought you were totally earnest, right. not mocking exactly. at all. Yeah. a web series? Um, <laughs> you would have laughed at me. Um, but no, I mean, just the, the opportunities that it gave me and... Um, the doors that it opened were just tremendous. Well, you know, I think it's one of those things where a lot of people look back at early work that they've done, and it's sort of like, oh, it's very early, don't look at that. I want you to know I think you'll be proud of it forever. I do. Thank you very yeah, much. That's welcome. so nice. It's Connor, a pleasure to such be such a here. joy to meet the real you. We look forward to seeing what's to come. Yes, really do. Thank you. What were the chances we'd be sharing love? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens now. It just looks We just sit here in silence and absorb each other. <laughs> I have an acting Moment. class just like, like that la, 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 la. where we just sit in silence and feel each other's energy. So. With who?